Alright, here we go, and in three, two, one. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Welcome to the party, pal! Welcome to yippee Mother Classic. And yes, we have a classic today. Hello, everybody. Hey! Hey! How's everybody doing? Good? If you notice, yeah. Debbie's back. Hi, Debbie's Debbie. Back. Welcome back. She is back. She is yeah. back. I'm wearing my new Jaws shirt right I here. I see that. Awesome. Uh, cool. I got nice. today for Christmas, a little late Christmas present, which is very exciting. Very nice. Um, all right. So today's show, what's that, Drew? Or early. early. Yes. Early Christmas presents for next year. Um, early. Uh, today's film is brought by Chris, and then we'll do a round of uh, what you watch, our two-minute two minute round of what you watch. Uh, but first, Chris, uh, tell us the film you brought to the table, please. I brought uh, the Merchant Ivory classic from 1985, A Room with a View. This movie is based wait, I just, on I just want, before you, before you get rolling. Wait, wait, before you get rolling, I do want to say the original intent yeah. of this podcast was to defend the film that you bring to the table. And uh, I think this is a perfect one for you to bring. So start defending. Here we go. Sure. All right. Well, I, I, you know me, man. I'll take on all comers. So, um, but uh, this movie is. We're going to be skinny dipping on this one. I just want to tell you. <laughs> this movie is based on uh, E.M. Forrester's uh, Turn of the Century, and that's uh, 19th to 20th century novel called A Room with a View. It is essentially a comedy of manners, right? It is a. It's about a. British aristocracy or wealthy people, maybe not actual aristocracy, but people from the British aristocracy that go and, you know, holiday in Florence, Italy. Uh, it's about a young woman and her cousin, who is her chaperone, who's kind of older, played by Maggie Smith. Uh, the young lady is played by uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Never looked better, by the way. She her looks beautiful. That's her film, yeah. Yeah. And she, um, and like I said, so basically it's a, it's a British comedy of manners that takes place in the very early 1900s. Um, this movie was extremely successful. It won three Oscars actually the year it came out. It was nominated. It was one of those ones that was nominated for everything. Uh, but it won for best adapted screenplay, best costume and best set direction. So, uh, obviously a very beautiful film, very timely. Um, this is the kind of movie that a lot of people look at the Oscars and say, this is what's wrong with the Oscars, because these are the kind of – what was it that um, Christian Slater's character said in, in True Romance? You, they make unwatchable movies from unreadable books. Um, however, this movie is actually really, really funny. Um, I found this movie to be absolutely hysterical. I found it to be sweet, uh, romantic, and uh, life-affirming, to say the least. Um, and what I love about it is that it is truly a comedy of manners in the sense that it takes a look at British, the British culture, especially the upper class British culture, and really kind of makes fun of it. You know, it makes fun of it all throughout the film when they're in Italy and how kind of somewhat hapless they are and how they're clustered into these little groups and they have their tour guides and all this stuff and all the way when they go back and how they have this reservedness that most British people, even today, take a very, they're very proud of their reservedness, you know, it's a, it's a national trait, you could call it, and how it basically just gets in the way of so many things and their feelings. Um, But on top of that, it is absolutely stellar cast. Everyone in the movie is fantastic. Um, 
this is one of those films when I rewatched it again, when I saw that it was on and I rewatched it, I just had a smile on my face pretty much from the beginning to the end. It is unlike the last couple of films that, that I've brought, which were very grim and pretty darn grim. This is not that. So I wanted to take a slightly different view of it. Um, Speaking of I views, think, I want to see if this gets more or less views than the last two we brought. Well, this I'm going to throw fun. this out here because you could, you could put this in the Indian Cinemaniac as well. <laughs> because Ishmael Merchant and uh, the woman who did the adapt- adaptation of the screenplay are both um, – I'm not sure if they're British natives, but they're obviously of Indian descent. So they um, – and obviously Mer- uh, James Ivory and, and Ishmael Merchant made at least a half a dozen great films together, Remains of the Day, um, and a number of other films, same kind of genre, same kind of Howard's End was another big one they did. Howard's um, Endless, yeah. And, uh, you know, once again, if it's not your cup of tea, no pun intended. Um, and I'm sure in this case, I, I, I just, I have a question. This came out in what year? What year? 1985. And, and how old were you in 85? I would have been 12. Okay. So you didn't see this in 1985. Did you, no, I this saw date, this. In, was this a date film for you? Did you read the book? What made you want to see this film? <laughs> uh, I saw this film in the early 90s in college because, uh, yes, I was dating a girl who really liked the movie and we saw it together. And uh, uh, But but even beyond, up. I literally haven't spoken to that person in 25 well, But you years. went, this was, yeah, okay, so it was a date film. You were willing to make a commitment to this relationship. Well, let me put it this way. Um, I also went to see The Age of Innocence with the same person, and that's another film that I absolutely think is fantastic from okay. start This to- is better than that. I haven't well, seen that in maybe. a long time. They're both great, though. All right, well, a couple things. You know, you, you mentioned the cast. Uh, it's a was, great cast, this and is- you can tell who the best man is in that one scene where they all go bathing together. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you why I didn't see that in a second. But, um, uh, you know, Julian Sands played the, the romantic lead to, mm-hmm. um, um, Helen, I'm sorry, Helen oh, Bonham Carter. Carter. And then, of course, Daniel Day-Lewis. This is early Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time I think I remember seeing Daniel Day-Lewis and registering that it was him. Yeah. And because I saw this in the early 90s, literally like a year later, I see Last of the Mohicans because that was like 93. And so it was like... The quality of his artisan, you know, the quality of his talent, it was like in such stark, beautiful contrast there. Because in this one, he plays the kind of like the most upper uh, crust, upper, upper crust, yeah, you know, pompous kind of jerk there is. And then in the other one, he's Nathaniel Hawkeye, uh, you know, uh, from Don't the. Die. Last I will come for you. Well, exactly. also the same year this came out, he was in my beautiful laundrette. Mm-hmm. Not even the same year, the same weekend. Same the, weekend, right? So it's out. two. Can you imagine going different... to the theater and seeing yeah. the two different Daniel Day Lewis? That's crazy. And then uh, Professor Buddy from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark got nominated for his. Denholm right? Elliott, yes. Denholm Elliott. Professor okay. Buddy. So I'm going to tell you why I didn't see the scene you're talking about in the pond is because I watched this film. Uh, I drove my daughter to Pitt and I watched it while I was driving on the phone. Oh, so you could really appreciate it. Uh, really and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say I enjoyed the film. So you missed the hey. frolicking? The I guy? saw the frolicking. I didn't oh. see any members or anything because oh, there know, was I didn't, a lot of members. I, I did have members to pay attention of, a little of what? bit. Was there a club? But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I went into this completely like cynical. Like I am going to rip him to shreds for this one. Have you not? Have you, first off, how many, before we get jumping into it, how many of you had seen it before? Of course. I saw it in the saw theaters. It. Never seen Born it. Release, 
Rotunda Theater. Oh, never nice. I love the Rotunda. Too bad. I knew gone. about it. I knew about it, but I'd never seen it. Okay. Um, go. So, <laughs> what was I saying? I got like a. I got you actually I, like, I went in with no expectations. I knew I wasn't going to like it, but then I, driving I no the pit, I looked at my phone why, and fell in love and with I, it. Someone else talk because I, I completely lost my train of thought there. That's the age, age getting old really sucks. But, um, no, right. I enjoyed the film. Um, yeah, come, come on, somebody else. Yeah, jump in. John, I want to hear because I, I'll, I'll remember. Show. Well, sometimes you go into a movie with low expectations. And then as you're watching it, it touches in a way that you didn't expect. And you realize the beauty of film. This wasn't one of those, but I'm just saying it can happen. No, I remember um, now. Thank this you. Is you not, this is this just... movie's not my cup of tea. Okay. Um, oh, I can, no pun intended. I, I appreciated the performances. Yeah. Uh, I already made that bon- joke. Bonham Carter looked, I mean, that's the most beautiful I've ever seen her. I didn't know that. Oh, no. Absolutely gorgeous. Really? Wow. Do I think Denholm Elliott deserved uh, an Academy Award nomination for his performance? No. Um, it's just not a movie that I have any interest in. I didn't find it hilarious. I thought there were things in it. Like, Julian Sands is bland to me. No, he's, he's, in fact, I thought maybe, as I was watching, I was like, you know what? I think Daniel Day-Lewis could have done more with this than Julian. I thought they should have flipped the roles. I think they should have, too. But, I'm but, but, Julian Sands is a villain. Yeah, he just was bland to me. It's not like someone that she's going to... I thought he was going to end up with her brother. Well, well that's... well. Okay, so when they, because Chris, not having seen this movie and knowing about my take on full frontal nudity, um, Chris left that little tidbit out. So when that scene happened, happened, I was like, okay, this is going in a different direction. Like that uh, other movie we watched. I'm going, okay, is that what's going on? They were just having fun. I know. I didn't know that at the beginning of the scene. And it was a reference. 10 minutes after the scene was over. But when it was happening, I was like, wait a minute, something's going on here. So, yeah, it just, it's not a movie. I don't like these movies. I don't look for them. These I, movies being what? That these type, uh, like all the ones you just mentioned, Age, Age of, Innocence, of Innocence. I just, that's Howard's not my, end. I would not see those movies. I have no interest in those movies. Yeah. I certainly like, appreciate the like, beauty of the film. You don't like good movies then. Is oh, yes. Going for it uh, I, I wanted to rewatch the Yazuka when I was done with this. Um, but I, I appreciate the beauty of it. Kizuka. I appreciate the locations that. that was, uh, the, and I appreciate the acting, but the movie did nothing for me. Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't care about anybody in it. And, uh, so for me, it just, you know, it's not that I hated it. I you just, didn't, you didn't, you know, it's funny, John, because you seem like a very romantic guy. To I am, but this, this, I don't this is that, not for me. And I don't mean that in any like no, no. way. And and to me, it's like I look at this movie, and and even though I'm a quite cynical person, I do see it as being very romantic. Like yeah. you know, but was there any wrong. chemistry between Julian Sands and her at all? Yeah, I Not thought that so. I saw. No, I saw it between Julian Sands and her brother. There was chemistry there, but I didn't see any chemistry. Really, I okay. had no idea why they ended up together. I mean, I know why because that's how it was. But uh, and yeah. I remember what I was going to say. I was okay. as I'm watching this film. I said to Bella, "I don't remember the name of this film." And then the scene starts, oh. and we hear the title <laughs> ten times in that very yeah, first yeah, scene. That was funny. We need a room with a view. You don't need a room with a view. view. We need <laughs> a room with a view. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but but I'm going to finish, and then I'll let everybody else speak. Uh, I actually enjoyed the film. I did like the class aspect. I love that J- Dame Duty Jen Dench. Yeah, was this yeah, she's like like pompous writer that thought she yeah. knew everything, and it turns out she was a blowhard. Uh, young, um, who's the, the cousin? Who was the woman playing the cousin? 
Maggie Smith. Maggie, Maggie Smith, Smith, a young Maggie Smith. I don't remember her being young ever. Yes, because... she was only three hundred then. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I liked, I liked kind of the acting that was going on, and it, and it was fun. It was funny. There was some funny th- scenes, and she was great. The lead, um, uh, Bonham Carter, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I did like, I did like the class aspect, and I liked kind of the playfulness of the film, and I actually enjoyed it uh, more than I thought I would. Would I ever rewatch it? No, but I would. This is one I'm going to recommend. I think it. I think it's a good film for me. I think you should probably watch it not on your phone. I'm good. Yeah, no, nice. I'm good. Yeah, when he told me that, Chris, I was like, "That's the way to watch it." And it had subtitles on it too. So driving. Yeah, I was fine. I put. Where the, did I, you learn that from, Hassan? I put the car in cruise control. It was a piece of cake. <laughs> I bet you. So, <laughs> so uh, I quite enjoyed it that way. Sean and Debbie, mm. would you? Uh, I, I love the movie. I thought it was so. Uh, funny, but not in a you know hilarious way, but in a sort of like you know sort of like seeing Sean naked way. In a way that it was funny, uh, ha ha. Uh, the movie uh, Aristocrats is sort of like a vulgar expression, sort of like what this movie is, sort of because it is funny when you take the class distinctions and you think you're so much. Better. Another movie was uh, Rodney Dangerfield's uh, Back, to, Back school. to School. I love that. It's the funniest joke, you know, in comedy that that joke is having the classes. Uh, you're so much better than the un- <laughs> underclassmen or, you know, people, the um, uh, untouchables in India, they would say. So to me, that is hilarious. You know, when you, you think because you're you learn a couple of proper etiquette things and how it's supposed to be it it doesn't equate you to be a human being you know it doesn't have any value just to have money it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. or to yeah. try to get that you know and people chase after money their whole lives and they think that that's the answer but it's love fruitless. love is the answer love is the answer ralph you've love. got it <laughs> but Debbie, I mean, I think you're 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 really you're really right on the mark there because you know in rewatching the film, it's, there's little bits and pieces that I noticed, like you know the way that not so much Julian Sands and his father, but the way that everybody else, all the other English people, talk about the Italians, right? They're like, yeah. oh, they're so friendly, they're so and yet so violent. You know, they have this almost like, oh, look at these children; they're somehow or another emotionally. Um, unsophisticated you know it's okay because he's her brother exactly well that's you know it's so funny too but i also love the character um that was it simon callow plays i mean he plays this he plays this anglican you know vicar priest that can you know and they can marry so it's a little bit different than like a but he's obviously so attracted to lucy and why wouldn't he be you know and like he's making all these kind of weird offhand comments and it's like I just love every character. In He's a rumor monger too. He starts all the. He starts all this. Yeah, it's stuff, a big gossip. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Drew, a lot. Drew, well, you know, I want to hear Drew. I want to hear Drew, and then we'll get back to Sean if Sean has anything. To well, say. I I didn't see this movie when it first came out because I was not psycho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I have seen it. I mean, I read. Um, I've read a bunch of Forster, and so I've seen a bunch of the movies uh, based on his books. And this is. I mean, this is. It's not. I mean, it's a classic film. It's also really. Um, a classic merchant ivory film with, that mm-hmm. basically has become, as Chris said, its own genre of period films. Uh, it's not my favorite 
um, Forrester adaptation. Actually, both of these movies I'm about to mention I've considered maybe bringing to the show. My favorite Forrester adaptation would also be a good uh, crossover with Indian Cinemaniacs because it's David Lean's A Passage to India, which is a pretty extraordinary movie and a really great adaptation of the book. And this is also a really great adaptation of the book. The ending is a little different about how much agency Charlotte has sort of letting Lucy and George come together, but I didn't mind that it was different. And then my favorite Merchant Ivory one is The Remains of the Day. I love that movie. I love that book. It's just heartbreaking. It's some of the best stuff that Anthony Hopkins has ever done, like really amazing stuff. So I I thought this was nice to revisit. The first thing I did notice was that first sequence where I was like, oh, that's that's what this movie is about, as you mentioned. Um, It just felt like they kept just talking about it for 10 minutes. But um one thing I had forgotten, like these movies, are, they're beautiful, but they're also kind of flat. The cinematography was kind of flat to me. I don't know if it was a, it's a lens choice or maybe just the HBO Max uh, transfer is dull or something, but um, it, it doesn't, I don't remember, I remember it popping more, all these movies, and maybe some of them do, and maybe on Blu-ray it would pop more or something like that. It wasn't ugly by any means or anything. And also, uh, one of the, I think it won three Oscars? And mm-hmm. one of them was uh, for Jenny Beaven for uh, Best Costumes, which is a, a, you know, a, a hallmark of the Merchant Ivory films. And Jenny Beaven won for this movie. She won for Cruella. And most importantly, she won an Oscar for Mad Max Fury. I Road. knew that was so coming. So you know there are good people working <laughs> I knew that was coming. There's a lot of buildup for this one. But yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. I, By the I way, it looked great it. on I the phone. It. I'm just going to say it. I'm sure. Colors especially popped the, on the phone. Especially the frolicking. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's light and it's funny and it's sweet and it's about love and, and it's nice. And, um, I don't think, I think it's more of uh, like, if you, if you read off this Forrester novel to get a look at Edwardian life, that's kind of a nice little peek at this world. It doesn't feel as, um, you know, like momentous and uh, cross-culturally important as like a passage to India or something like that. And I didn't realize it until I started reading some stuff after, but a lot of the other things that are in the movie, uh, the, um, the, the books that, um, you know, are mentioned and discarded and different storylines and things. That's a lot of other Forrester's books, like where angels fear to tread and things like that. So there's a lot of inside Easter egg stuff for the, for the readers as well. And it's just, it's a nice, smart movie made by smart people who, are excellent craftsmen who care about the work that they're serving. And that's a nice thing to see. So I hadn't watched it in a long time and it was a little slow, of course, but it was nice to revisit. It's quite light and playful, actually. It's not, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel heavy to me at all. Yeah. Especially when you're driving. Well, I mean, I'm just saying I did listen to it as well and got quite some of that, playful. but uh, it's quite I, playful. Why do you always make fun of my, uh, it's the way it's just sounds so English the way you just said that it's quite playful. Well, so are you doing? Well, he's he's actually doing? John. He's actually new English, so that's probably what it's <laughs> I from. I don't know why. Okay, Sean, I want to hear your take, Sean. And then okay, we'll but to... first I want to say I was the um, president of the uh, or founder of the Baltimore Film Club, and um, we would get like twenty to forty people, sometimes five, to go out to see a movie every Monday night. And one of the films we saw this we didn't see this one. This was too early. Was Howard's End. And we had a big crowd at the Charles Theater, about 42 people. And that we'd all gather in a circle outside the sidewalk and vote thumbs up, thumbs down. And everybody went thumbs up, except one copywriter, a guy, Chris Scharf. And he goes, hey, I want a second vote. 
How many of you are voting thumbs up because you feel you have to? And he said, just tell me what you really feel. And we did it, and then it was thumb majority thumbs down. People, why do you think they, they felt right. they had to? Because it's an arty film, and you got to be pretentious. Yes, uh, because the critics loved it. Yeah, and there you are a philistine if you don't like this. Movie. Right, right. But you know, I will say when I saw this, I hadn't been to Italy. Were you one of the ones that had your thumbs down? No, I liked it. Howard's endless, a little long, but um, I will say I liked this film. Um, I like it better now than I think than when I saw it originally, because I took David Italy, and the, I love the Italy and the Italian scenes. I love the attitude the English had during the Italians. I love the attitude that they're only going to places that are like owned and completely populated by English people. You know, as you know, it's like it's ridiculous. It's like we just want to see the land. We really don't want to have too much interaction with the people. Well, they're always murdering each other in front of us and getting blood out of my pictures, so I don't want to deal with this. Well, then you have to throw them away because you don't know how to get the blood out of them. You know, so um, I I enjoyed it. It's um, Helen Bonham Carter was fabulous, and she had made a career of playing this character for a while. You know, I, I agree with whoever said that. I think the film would have been better. Of course, you wouldn't know at the time if Daniel Day-Lewis and um, Julian Sands had switched parts. I like Julian Sands, but wasn't he in Boxing, Helena? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah I think that's what destroyed his career for me. You know, mm. also saw that at the Rotunda. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Warlock with Richard E. Grant? Hey, Warlock oh, was a decent Oh, that movie. was close. He was pretty that. good in arachnophobia, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I enjoyed Julian Sands. You know, it was like these these art house actors you would see second half of the 80s, first half of the 90s. And it's like the birth of all those people are here in this movie, in a sense. And, you know. To me, I, you know, it's funny, you, see, you know, like as I'm listening, problem. as I'm listening, talking about chemistry and Julian Sands. You know, she had no chemistry with Daniel Day Lewis either. She didn't, in the movie, she yeah, didn't have any chemistry. She wasn't purposely, to. right? Yeah, yeah. So just a, I didn't find. You know, it's I, funny. The only people who could touch were siblings, like her brother. Yeah. You know, it's like a lot of wrestling, a lot of sibling new. wrestling. Yeah, but her and her brother were like always wrestling. That's always what I'm saying. Yeah, those. yeah. You know, and it's it's interesting that that's allowed. Mm-hmm. And of course, they were even excusing the obvious lovers who were driving the carriage for a while. Oh, that's his. <laughs> it's okay that they're doing that because that's his sister you know uh but i i thought that i did that's something that came up to me when i when i was watching it is sort of like how free they can be with the siblings Mm -hmm. but people outside the house they are so they're so locked down yeah but um she even mentions at one point and, and you're not sure what the age was is that she even mentions how like that her and Freddie used to go to that pond and they used to, they used to skinny dip together, you know, and bathe there, you know? Um, and I, that obviously you're, and you're right. You know, he's always knocking her down and wrestling with her and stuff, but yet everyone else, it's like, you know, you know, he, Sissel literally asks her to marry him before he kisses her. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's that kind of uptightedness that I think that was really just kind of wonderfully, and it was like the most uptight kiss ever, too. Well, the glasses oh. got in the way. Yeah. yeah. Here, David, is it? 
<laughs> you know, so, you know, I mean, what I got to admit, and I'm going to let the little people behind the curtain a little bit. When you texted us your choice, yeah. there was a lot of like WTF, you yeah. know, <laughs> in the messages. It's like, really a room with a view. And I could see why you chose this film. It is a charming film. You know, what would I, you know, it's sort of like, maybe you would feel the same way if I brought Metropolitan, but I think Metropolitan was a lot funnier. You know, I think we did characters. bring Metropolitan, didn't we? I brought, no, no, brought Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Which I, I understand you're mixing them up. You know, but, um, you know, it's like this became such a genre. And mm-hmm. this is sort of the first one. You know, this is the first real well, Mark Ivory film. I'm just glad that it was a date film that Chris went to. I feel, for some reason, I feel better about that. I don't know. Well, what was my excuse? That just shows how crass I am. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a shocker that you picked it, and it was a shocker that I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I was surprised. Well, um, you should really watch it on it. Keep, you know what? Keep saying that. I'm not going to, okay? I saw what I needed to see. I'm done. What if you, I got what it. What if you had a laser disc? I got it. I'm not going to put this on. I don't want this movie. I didn't you find there was no this? chemistry between those two people. Well, they're and, also pretty reserved emotionally generally. I mean, that's part of it. He know? wasn't. He, so it, was he was it was less an acting so. choice. Yeah. It was an acting choice. He was less so. But, and, and I'm not well, wasn't say- that his whole thing? He was a free spirit, you know, the question mark well, on the back of the picture. Or- but he's, he's still, you know, he's still, he's still like, is somewhat Part bound the, by their yeah. his upbringing. Yeah, look at the royalty. Look at the nobility uh, that his father displayed. I mean, mm-hmm. when you see that, you understand the characters. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. He what really, was his nobility that he? I don't understand because he gave the room up. He gave up the room. Yeah, yeah but, but he was also. View. I mean, it was like he's trying to get his son laid. No, he was trying to make his son happy. Yes, he was trying right. to make like I said. You were watching it on a like I said, he was trying to car. get his kid late. No, he wasn't. He was trying to keep his son from staying down in the melancholy that he was in. Right, so that's right. Too. He, that he believed in love, and he wanted that for his son. Which because is he was in love with Thank Daniel Day. I'm sure there's some deep, deep messages that I missed on my ride on uh, Route 70. Yeah. Or no, I, I can't was, imagine but, how you could miss yeah, them. No, that's, that's shocking. quite the cinemaniac <laughs> experience, right there. I did want to say, John, if you if you want to see another movie that has Julian Sands and more penises, you could watch Naked Lunch. Oh. Now, it's not his Peter penis. Weller. Isn't that the, Peter Weller? The penises are attached to a typewriter, but uh, it might be more I gotta, John, I just got to understand, for. what is your fear of the male penis? Yeah, Ralph, that's what it is. No, it's, it's a fear. You've got it. It's, it's a fear. It sounds like. I don't know. It's I mean, you react, like spiders, you a reaction. It's like spiders. It's like spiders. I just have a fear. <laughs> that that's scene? what it is. You what have completely diagnosed my problem with that. Is a fear. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it is. But, is this true? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's spiders and penises. <laughs> I have this phobic. So Ralph's got it pinned. No. John, I'm well, proud wait a minute. of you. What about a spider's penis? In a safe space. I think it's really If a spider to, has a penis, then I'm really scared. All right? <laughs> that would be, yeah. Eight legs and a penis? What the yeah. hell? That's a nine-legged spider. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's rate this one. My shall cat we? just rolled her uh, eyes. Anybody want to finish up? Chris, any, any last defense of this? or? Um. Yeah, you know, I will say this. It is kind of funny, though, uh, you know, uh, living in the time that we live in now, uh, you see, you know, and it's that great scene where, you know, George Emerson comes up the hill and he just, you know, he just 
grabs grabs Lucy and and, and kisses her. And in your mind, all you can all you can help but think of when you hear that in your mind is, uh, you know, that's assault, brother. Me too. Me too. That's assault these days. You can't do that anymore. Right. Oh, that's. I still can't believe that that's true. I love that scene, and I, I that. It's it's a wonderfully beautiful scene, but it when is, he grabs but, her in front of the boyfriend, like when she walks away from the boyfriend, and he grabs her on the steps. No, that oh, was there, another scene. Yeah, that's a different scene. You're talking about oh, the one in the field. She, well, that was the second like, assault. The first assault was in like, the field. They meet in yeah, the but, field, and they just go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I god! Love that. Oh my gosh! I love. No, that. I, I I loved it too. It's very romantic. Oh, but Debbie, it's, you're such a sucker. I love that but, about um, you. No, but the, but the second time when he does that. When they're behind the, like when they're at the house, yeah. she definitely kisses him back. That's yeah. pretty yes. obvious. Then yeah. gets offended. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's uh, obviously well, more that's of a mutual. Woman does, I did like seeing a young Dame Duty Dench, Dench too. I thought yeah, what's your fun. name, Ralph? Dame Duty Dench. Duty Dench. Duty Dench. All right, let's rate it. I'm done with this, okay? Uh, Sean and Debbie. Loved it. yippee ki yay yippee ki yay Drew? Yay-yay. Sorry. Yippee Zuby Doo. Yeah. Yippee John. I'm sorry to say it's Yippee Kai Nay for me. Oh, you're sorry. so polite. You're sorry. so polite. It was quite bad. John, let me ask you One this penis question. down. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What did you give uh, when you saw The Aristocrats? What was your rating of that? The Aristocrats? The movie about the joke? You're talking about. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen that movie. He'll never. Are that's not one that he will sit through. You must. love it. You I'm must. sure. I'm sure I will love that movie. No, I'm I don't sure think my will. fear will. All right. In some, in some Chris, way. nice job. Good defense. Yeah, Chris, great choice. Good I, uh, defense, Chris. I will say I will, you defended actually, there's it well. One yeah. other thing I do have to say, Ralph, but oh, this is God. more directed to you. Um, you know what David Lynch said about watching a movie on your phone, right? No. He basically said, if you think you're going to get the same experience watching a movie on your effing phone. You will not in a million years. What's your so point? So go watch it. Go What's watch it point? on a big TV. What's your point? I've done it. I've done it. I've seen what I had to see. All right. I don't think. I don't even think you watch you movies on TVs. Watch. You watch them on your computer, right? No, I watch them on my TV. You do. How yeah, big? That your TV? one I had a couple hours to kill. I thought I'd get it How over with. How big your TV? Out of fifty-six. You're inches? afraid of penises, oh, so and all of a sudden small you're a size TV? queen. Yeah, small TV. Good all right. Lord. Now we're going right, to do a yeah. round of what you watch. Debbie, I told you we had a two-minute timer, and it's now per block. So you and Sean go first, and go. I've been watching uh, Love is Blind, and Sean has been listening to it as he's working writing. But I, I love this show. It's, it's just, Love is Blind? Love is Blind. People, the and the premise show. is uh, you, you go into a pod, and you talk to the person. You connect uh, spiritually and phys- you phys- oh, no like, physicality, yeah, okay. and then you... you pick the person, uh, and then you get engaged and you get married. And then the lights come on? And then you go, ah! Yeah, I saw that. How long do they talk to each other? A long time. Really? Like weeks of talking. And the point is they're going to get engaged without get looking engaged at each other. Yeah, without married. seeing the person. And then they have a party That's afterwards, insane. and then they have a relationship with their castmates. And it's it's really good. They it's, don't all get engaged, do they? The, every couple. No, of the of the they get engaged, people that how many get married got together that got engaged. Uh, only two resulted in marriage. The other two left them at the a couple left them at the altar. I think I saw the COVID version of this show. Like they had a oh no, that was on Saturday Night Live. They Saturday Night Live did a <laughs> COVID version of this show. It was pretty funny. 
but <laughs> okay, okay, is my two minutes up? No, you got a minute left. You guys want to share? Well, what are you going to do? What do you think of it, Sean? The well, show? I it's been enjoyable listening. Haven't actually seen it. But, but isn't that like kind of like what the show yeah, is? Yeah, that's the premise right. of the show, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I actually I like Love is Blind, but I don't watch it. <laughs> What'd you say, Drew? I like Love is Blind, but I don't watch it. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Ravens lose again? Yes. Okay. I missed the end. Okay. Just wondering. It was sad too. But yeah. anyway, the movie uh the, the How show, did the Patriots do? They're out. Also lost. No I'm so glad they're out. They would have got yeah. smoked in the first round anyway. So, all right, I'm glad they're out. Debbie, they're so cutting into your you, time. I just want to say one more thing about this uh, show. When I was watching it, it was like I was at the wedding of these people that I felt like I knew them. Oh. Watched them get together, and actually, I was kind of I cried at a couple of the weddings. Oh, wow! It was like it really touched you. It was very emotionally, wow. you know. Is love blind? That's the premise. That's the experiment. Look at me. Blind and deaf. Apparently it is. <laughs> All right. Next up, John. Go. Uh, okay. Watch. So uh, is everyone familiar with That's Entertainment, those movies? Yeah. Oh, we watched all those. Great movies. Well, there's one called That's Dancing, and it's a little we bit different it? than the other three because uh, the first three are all about MGM. With, that, with That's Dancing, they open it up to other studios. And the thing, the reason why I love it is, as everyone knows, I've talked about, it, I've done musical theater, and I've, I, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm and a, you don't I like move, a room at the view? I don't. Get I that. can move on stage, but I, I'm not really a dancer. And Gene Kelly's like my hero. So when I see these movies with these dancers, and there's a couple, especially I want to mention Eleanor Powell, who I was not familiar with till I started watching these movies and she was probably the best female tap dancer ever. She was just incredible. And there's two uh, black dancers named the Nicholas brothers. Oh, they were fantastic. If you watch them dance, it's, it's phenomenal. And Gene Kelly put them in a movie, the pirate where he danced with them. And that was the first time a white guy danced with two black men on film. It's just incredible. And Busby Berkeley, uh, it, it goes from uh, the the start of dance up until uh, I, I don't know what year it came out, like seventy eight, something like that. But Fame was in there, Michael Jackson was in there, so it wasn't just old musicals. But if you if you like dance and uh, you, you can appreciate the form, the art of dance, it's a phenomenal movie. I just have, and it flies by too. So if you get a chance, it's on TCM. Check it out. As well as if you haven't seen uh, That's Entertainment, I, I like the first one much better than the the latter two. But the first one in uh, That's Dancing is great. Check it out. John, I think that's very brave of you because I know when you were watching That's Dancing and all those men were dancing, and the whole time they were dancing, they had a penis. And you just you just got past your fear, and I'm really proud of you. I well, think it's really important. Well, I think important. it's the exposed penis. I think that, they were covered, um, so that kind of helped Oh, you. There's oh, a great YouTube okay, clip okay. from Lionel Richie's song, Dancing on the Ceiling, yeah. where they compile all, the, all the yeah. dancing from yeah. all movies. It's fantastic. Yeah. Great, great yeah. fun, great fun. All right, Chris, what'd you watch? And um, I, I finally finished uh, the Rings of Power on Amazon Prime, um, and it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to the second season. It, you know, it had some issues, it had some problems. Um, it was really, really dense in the sense that, like, there is a. It's one of those ones where you know I've read those books. I did not read the History of the Elves, the Silmarillion, but I've read those books, and um, it is very dense. You have to like 
it's one of those ones where you almost have to open up, like after you watch it, go back and look at Wikipedia to see what everything means. So that's a little off-putting sometimes. I've always been a big believer of you shouldn't have to do homework to make a movie or a TV show work. Um, but that being said, I'm still looking forward to the second season. Um, hopefully it'll be, uh, hopefully it'll bring some stuff, you know, maybe they were doing a lot of laying of the groundwork in this one, you know, laying uh, so the second season comes up and, um, it's going to be exciting, hopefully. I think I read they're switching showrunners. Mm, interesting. So that, yeah, I that think might I saw help because they got a lot of blowback for that first season. Yeah, you know, before I don't want to get into too much, but you know how I feel about like, you know, make your movie, make your show. I'm not saying you ignore people, but I, I just, it just feels like a lot of shows that I've liked over the last few years get a lot of blowback and then they get like prematurely canceled, in my opinion. And then, um, and it's like people are like, oh, the fans didn't like it. You know, who cares if there's 10,000, you know, guys that have nothing better to do but sit around and write stuff on the Internet, you know, doesn't like it. There's more than 10,000. I was going to say, I wish there were only I mean, 10,000. The problem is, Chris, they <laughs> go out is, and is the, they really trash the fans for. before the show even comes out. And then the show comes out and then they're shocked the that people are upset. That's what right. I hate. Shut up. Put the show out. Let it stand on its own. Don't attack the fans. Just put it out. And oh, see I see fans happens. attacked all the time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The female Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, they were attacking uh, the. Fa- of course, the people were attacking it. Were I was about to. All right, we're done. No, oh, good. I'll give you 10, 10 more seconds, Sean. Finish. Yeah, it. we I just did. What me? It's fine. We've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to rehash it. Female Ghostbusters. All right, Drew, go. So we mentioned, uh, I think before we started recording, there's a new trailer out for a movie called Renfield, which looks like a very fun yeah, spin on um, uh, Dracula with Nicolas Cage and, and Nicholas Holt. So two Nicholases should be a, a good combination. I finally got my surround sound hooked up. Finally, mm-hmm. finally. Thank you, Norman Kelly, for helping me get it uh, figured out because uh, I am really just shit at measuring. Don't get scared, John, but I had to measure 14 inches and then do it again to hang the speakers and i'm just i'm very bad at that so uh i was trying to decide what do i want to watch now that i finally have the speakers up and i watched some I had scenes 14 like inches. I, watched, I wouldn't be watching anything look at you sean jumping right on right that's the timing and um i watched the uh the end of Top Gun Maverick, which is just uh, on the Blu-ray, which is just spectacular action. And, oh, with and the surround mix. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah. they pop up, when they pop up after the run and the, the missiles start going off after them, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I said, I want to watch a movie I haven't watched in a long time that I've wanted to watch in a while that should be something that has a good surround mix and also is lighthearted and fun. So I watched Children mm-hmm. of Men. Oh. Uh, which I hadn't seen in a long time. It is a spectacular movie. Uh, Kelly also hadn't seen it for a long time. She watched it with me and she had such good nightmares from it that, um, we actually ended up watching Marcel the Shell with the shoes on for the second time the next day just for a palate cleanser. But I have to say that movie is still spectacular. It's by Alfonso Cuaron, who also did great stuff like Itumama Tambien and Gravity. And that movie is from 2006. And goddamn, if there isn't some stuff in that movie all over that movie that is just as yeah, relevant some today. Amazing camera shots. I mean, but I mean, like there's you know illegal immigrants in cages, a worldwide plague taking terrible things from people. Is that Clive people. Owen? No, is that Clive yeah, it's Clive Owen. Owen. Yeah, there's a there's a whole battle Moore. sequence that just evokes yeah, Ukraine as soon as you start watching it. And you know, I mean, and and then of course the 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 way that it's shot, uh, the intimacy of the action scenes and the the no cutting. And I'm going to do what Michelle Yeoh did on the Golden Globes and say, stop with that piano shit. 
And I think that you, you should revisit it. Yeah, well, you can figure it out. I think it's worth revisiting that movie, but I will warn you, it's 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 as bleak as you remember, but it's also very, I would say, uh, it was prescient, if you want to bring that word back I to like the show. I like that word. Thank you. But it's a really, really excellent film to revisit, and I'm glad that I watched it again, and, and I heard it all around me. So, Drew, can I recommend a um, great surround movie? Of course. Das Boot. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure that, that has a great mix. To me, Actually, you know what? Die Hard is one of the best surround. That is Die Hard. I would believe it. Oh yeah, that's the thing. There's so the thing is there, there's so many good choices. Yeah, but I, I I if I'm if you really want the sound like I think like uh, Top Gun Maverick on Paramount Plus is a Dolby Atmos mix. Like you can get those things, but on Blu-ray all the sound is uncompressed. So right. even if you put on one of the movies streaming with a real mix and it's like oh this is good this sounds great it doesn't really have that punch and the fullness of the of the disc and that's why I'm always going to try to get them if I can which is why now that you're a golden globe winner rrr please come out on blu-ray or 4k oh God, or something be because oh. I did watch that also on the surrounds and that was really fun having the yeah. music all around me but I would love to see that in that way Yeah my phone played surround for uh room with the view in the car it was well, it's the only way to keep the road. Well, you had headphones on, right? I, I was wearing headphones. I yeah. I, actually, I had the virtual. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, you were in the metaverse, watching uh, you know a room with a view, a room with a virtual view. All right. So, um, what I watched was the Netflix documentary called "Monster of Wall Street," the uh, Bernie Madoff. Oh, Bernie Madoff. Uh, How was it? Uh, I'm gonna. I'll, it was okay. Joe Bertlinger, I think that's his name. Joe Bertlinger, yeah, sure. Yes, who did that? Paradise do- Lost, right? And- that one, that mm-hmm. documentary about the three guys who got accused of uh, devil worship. The West Memphis Three, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's good. It's good. It, it kind of goes into de- like I'm a big Bernie Madoff. I love watching all this stuff, and I think the the Wizard of Wall Street and actually you were going to say I'm a big Bernie Madoff fan, and I was like, not oh, a wait fan. A <laughs> I like watching all this stuff. Uh, Wizard of Wall Street. Uh, the the doc the uh, mini series that Richard Dreyfus played Bernie Madoff was very good. That's on Prime, I think. And then uh, Chasing Madoff, which is about the um, the math guy who figured out it was a Ponzi scheme within five minutes. Harry, Harry. How about the um, Barry Levinson directed movie? That's that the was one. The De Niro. That that was De Niro. Yes, that was yeah. the Wizard of Wa- the Wizard of Lies. I think as it was called. And that that writer who wrote that book is in all these documentaries too, and she's in every one of these because um, she actually interviewed Bernie Madoff in prison. Um, it, it's good, but it's I've seen everything already. The only thing this added, there were four main guys who were really part of the scheme that were brought out in this one that I hadn't heard before. One of them actually ended up dying in a pool. They don't know if it was suicide or if he just had a heart attack, but he was one of the main four that would feed off the ponzi scheme to take money and they're the ones constantly taking money in and putting it out taking money in and putting it out um but actually the richard dreyfus one does a really good job of showing how all that stuff worked uh between the 19th and the 17th floor it's pretty good if you haven't if you're not completely immersed in the bernie madoff stuff because it's a good you, you really get a lot of good information but if you know all the other stuff this kind of repeats that anyway but it's still yeah, well bernie, done bernie madoff he's the one who made off with all the money that is absolutely correct. I wish I had my rim shot loaded. Like I didn't. I got. Thank yes, you. you're right. All right. I know you would watch. I just watched Margin Call again. I love oh, Margin Call. Such a good yeah. movie. And it, that's shot by a local guy from Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, that's a very simple movie too. They didn't spend a lot of money, and it's fantastic. That's a late Kevin Spacey. Who's going to play well. the FTX guy, Jonah Hill? He probably could, right? They got to make a movie of that clown. 
Big money. I see the wheel. Big money. Yeah. Chris big is now off the wheel. Baby. He had two in a row. Let's see who's next for this. No bankruptcy. Big money. Big money. Big money. There he is. Yeah. Oh, God. Please, no. I was hit. My hat came off during the middle of the <clears throat> Well, continuity is overrated. Don't worry about it. Continuity is the hobgoblin of small minds. There you go. So, Sean, you have the next film. Yes, and I'm guessing I'm going to probably pick a Western. But nice. we'll see. Okay. Something that's like romantic and period. Uh, super wide screens are a little difficult on the phone because you really don't get a lot. So, you know, could you get one that's a little beefy? Oh, don't one? be so beefy. Okay. You, you, know, you know, Sean, Heaven's Gate is always out there. Oh, oh my God. God. Which version? The 90-minute, the two-hour, the two-and-a-half, the right. four-hour? Let's see the how many views this one gets. Let's see how many views Howard, 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 not Howard's end, A Room with a View gets. Uh, they're interchangeable, Ralph. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, all right, good job. Sean, see your, well, let's, let us know what the movie is as soon as you can. Hopefully people won't be going WTF as soon as I t- Let's not I forget it. to subscribe. I don't know, John, you keep forgetting, but I'll do it for you. I'm not forgetting. I'm just waiting. You know, you always get mad at Go me ahead. Do it. Go ahead and lay it out. Uh, as always, please subscribe. Hit the notification button. And you know what? Smash the like button, too. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. I think I'm going to like it. There you go. Oh, by hey, the well, way, I want to shout out to uh, uh, Drew's wife, Kelly. She actually commented on an edit that happened at the end of one of our shows. Oh, yeah. yeah and I was very happy that somebody watched it to the end. So that, uh, that was life-affirming. So let her know I really appreciate that, okay? I will. And she, you know what? She'll, she'll know you said it because she'll watch to the end of this one. Yeah. I was so, you, or not. you understand, I was so touched. I almost wept. I, was, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So It was quite I'll lovely. Yeah, it was nice. So thank her for that. It was on one of our videos? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You gotta watch know it, Sean. Sean, we actually these videos actually live on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, you know you that. You can watch them. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can actually watch them. Okay, it's a you visual medium. Them, just right. so you know, everybody, Debbie, I hope you're starting to feel better. Thanks for thanks for yeah. thanks well, for getting back, back on it. Good to have you back. We missed you. Great. We missed you. Everybody missed you. So thank you. Welcome back, and we'll see you anyway. Chris, we'll keep you. Sorry, we're keeping you awake. We caught you. We caught you. Dropping lid in the middle of our show. So, all right, everybody have a good week. And we'll see you next week. See you guys. I'm good. See ya.